Hello, and welcome to Articulated Thought. I am your host, Colin, and I would like to tell you that I am increasing my production value by finding rooms that are quiet and reducing any background noise with audio suppression, and um, it's all going to be an experiment. The next week, uh, your my recordings are going to get significantly better. Regardless, uh, today I'm going to be talking about echo chambers, ironically. Um, so the reason that this interests me so much is because I've, for the last year and a half, actually been essentially removing myself from the political landscape because it makes me physically sick. And so the reason that I am doing this is because uh, when I listen to politics, it makes me feel like I'm watching a reality show. And um, a lot of it has to do with different versions of social media. Um, There's been a lot of movies recently about this and a lot of uh, interest in how social media is manipulating us and how it is turning all of our thoughts into an echo chamber. But I'm going to tell you right now that regardless of how much social media you use, the echo chamber still exists. And um, I find it through um, various podcasts that I listen to, as well as the books that I read, as well as the people that I talk to. And um, today I'm going to give you a couple examples and reflect on them. So um, I am reading this book Uh, called The Happiness Advantage. The Happiness Advantage is a really, really wonderful book, and I would highly suggest it to anyone. But there was a part of it that was about opt-out marketing. So essentially, it's the idea that a lot of companies, uh, like I'll use a mail-in rebate, for example. A mail-in rebate is this idea of opt-out marketing, where... Uh, basically they know that probably about 90% of people aren't going to send them for the money back. They offer it because it's like something that they can promote and something that actually encourages people to buy it, but they actually know that 90% of people are not going to send in the money and then they get to keep it. And so it's a very interesting business model. There's a lot of different versions of this. There's uh, the way that I found it in current times is like, uh, Spotify, a lot of different companies, they offer a free trial and you have to put in a credit card. Now, when you, when you sign up, like they pretty much know that a lot of people are not going to cancel the membership before the date. Like they might just like let it go and keep using it just because they're too lazy to cancel it. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, because I used to kind of scam Spotify for a long time where I would just get three month memberships for free and, uh, use different cards, uh, actually use like capital one has a way that you can like change the card. And so that it's like a different card entirely, but it's actually goes to your bank account. Regardless, I made it so that I could just get three free month, uh, memberships. And then I would like transfer over the playlists. Now Spotify figured out that people were doing this and changed it and made spot made a lot of my playlists disappear because I had probably about 15 different Spotify accounts. Regardless, um since they figured this out, it it changed and they made it so people can't do this. Regardless, uh the point I'm trying to make is that 
the opt-out marketing really works because a lot of people just go into Spotify thinking, yeah, three months free, that sounds great. And then nobody remembers after three months and then they start charging your card. Even $10 is good for them. That's worth the three months. Then it's better than nothing. And so um, I'm going to continue on this idea. Uh, I was actually talking with my friend about... uh, about different ideas for opt-out marketing. And, like, basically, there's a lot of things in the government that work this way. There's a lot of things in legal uh, responses and stuff where a lot of people just... You can basically get out of a lot of responsibility via um, this opt-out idea of marketing. It's not necessarily marketing in the legal sense because... But regardless, it's basically people... Can you can send a letter to someone and the fact that they don't reply in a certain amount of days, like let's just say 10 days, but it's different for every kind of idea. Uh, if they don't respond, then it's essentially a yes. And then you essentially are the one that comes out on top because you're the one that sent the notice. They received the notice and then they not ignored you, but just didn't respond in the right amount of time. And because of this, um, you get to, you can pay off debts this way. You could like essentially remove debts from your history this way. There's a lot of things that you can do. And, um, and it's, it's a huge part of human psychology. It's that it's this idea of activation energy. So activation energy is essentially the energy it takes to start something that is like one of the most difficult things for humans to do is just start something like a lot of us, would like they like people like to work out and like they like the idea of working out but to spend the minute that it takes or let let's say 3 minutes t- that it takes to put on your gym clothes or your running shoes or whatever all of that energy that it takes to do those simple things is the barrier between you and working out and a lot of people can't get over this barrier it's like It's like you just want to keep doing what you're doing and so you don't start the thing that you want to start even though you're thinking about it. It's because you don't already have your running shoes on. You don't already have your workout clothes on. And so like one of the solutions in this specific example is sleep in your workout clothes. Um, That's what I do now. And so when I wake up in the morning, I don't necessarily work out exactly right when I wake up. I read for about two hours, but then... Um, I'm already in my workout clothes. I don't have to do anything but workout. It's great. I don't think about it. It's like the activation energy just comes because I'm already in my clothes and then I change out of them into my work clothes. Now, um, that idea I've been doing inherently, but uh, it it comes from the happiness advantage. Um, so the reason I'm talking about this is because basically that that activation energy is a lot of a lot of what people in the legal industry use to um make it it's like they use that psychology against us and um okay i'm going to continue the whole point of this show was actually about echo chambers and so um I'm going to continue with a different idea. So that was just like one idea that was like a def- bunch of different a bunch of different 
sources of information coming together at the same time, literally the same day. And like, I was getting it from a conversation that I was having, as well as a podcast, as well as a book that I was reading. And um, so I am not getting these source. This source is not coming from an algorithm. Like it's literally actually what interests me and I am finding the echo chamber, which is what I find so interesting. So I'll give you another example because I really, I really like this one um, that I shared with a couple of my friends because I find it so interesting. So um, I found this meme online and the meme goes, if you go to the Southwest desert and catch 100 fire ants as well as 100 large black ants and put them in a jar, at first nothing will happen. However, if you violently shake the jar and dump them back onto the ground, the ants will fight until they eventually kill each other. The thing is, the red ants think the black ants are the enemy, and vice versa, which in reality, the real enemy is the person who shook the jar. This is exactly what's happening in society today. Liberal versus conservative, black versus white, pro-mask versus anti-mask. The real question is, we need to be asking ourselves, is who is shaking the jar and why? Now, that is a meme that I found on Reddit. Um, I agree that has to do with algorithms, but I... I honestly don't think it has to do with the algorithm that I'm thinking of. It's like the universal algorithm. And um, the the counterpart to that was that I was reading this book called Cat's Cradle. Now, in Cat's Cradle, there was this quote. The bug fight was so interesting that I stopped crying right away. Forgot all about the old man. I can't remember what... I can't remember what all Frank had fighting in the jar that day, but I can remember other bug, bug fights we staged. One one stage beat, one stag beetle against a hundred red ants. One centipede against three spiders. Red ants against black ants. They won't fight unless you keep shaking the jar, and that's what Frank was doing: shaking, shaking, shaking the jar. Now, um, completely like one of them was a paper book that I couldn't have possibly gotten an algorithm affected by. It was just. A book I buy a lot of books at um, at uh, garage sales, and uh, li- I get them at the library, and I get them from my sister, who's an avid reader. I get them from other people, and um, so I just have like a lot of various sources that don't aren't affected by algorithms. And uh, the interesting part about this is that it, you can't get away from it. it's, um, I'm going to get into like a spiritual sense of it is I, I firmly believe that, that synchronicities and coincidences are essentially the way that the universe whispers to you. It's like, it's like a, it's like the dialogue that the universe uses to tell you that you're in sync with the universe and you're, um, allowing things to, surprise you and being surprised and being open to surprises is the way of the universe telling you that you're going the right way. And, um, so I kind of, I mean, I, not in a cocky way, but I just feel like I'm doing the right thing right now and, um, improving the, improving the way that I can talk to you. And the, the sound that I'm getting talking to you is something that, I believe is a synchronicity in my life and someone 
who was one of my three avid listeners, one people, whoever you are, I love you. Thank you so much for listening to me every day. But one of my listeners told me that I needed to improve this audio quality. So I hope that today's episode was a little bit better. Have a wonderful day. You are all beautiful. Thank you so much for existing in my life and supporting me. And I'm going to continue on this journey of speaking to you directly. Have a wonderful day.